we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Hour of the Time. I'm William Cooper. Chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Time, weather, and... Highways! Veteran of three foreign wars, entrepreneur, and warrior poet, Tony Arterburn takes on the issues facing our country, civilization, and planet. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. The Georgia Guidestones is a monument in Elbert County, Georgia. It is composed of four 16-foot-tall stones that have been called the American Stonehenge. Indeed, its origin is as mysterious as its English namesake. Commissioned in 1979 by a man using the pseudonym R.C. Christian, the monument was constructed by the Eberton Granite Finishing Company and completed in 1980. An accompanying tablet states that the sponsors of the stones are a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. A message is inscribed on the stones in eight modern languages and four ancient ones. Below the the title, let these guidestones be the age of reason. And the message reads, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Unite humanity with a living new language. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Some view the stones as offering reasonable and rational suggestions for developing a peaceful and just world. Others see something more sinister. One conspiracy website noted astronomical features within the stones. The four major stones are oriented to reflect the migration limits of the sun during the year, while a hole in the center stone aligns with the North Star and another hole aligns with the rising sun during the summer and winter solstice. Some celestial alignments are found in the works of secret societies, from the Freemasons to the Druids to the mystery schools of ancient Greece. Quote, The monument is therefore proof of an existing link between secret societies, the world elite, and the push for a new world order. In 2008, vandals defaced the monument with the words, death to the new world order. Now, this is the opening chapter, opening paragraph to the book Population Control by the late, great Jim Mars. And uh, this was the book I was reading in 2019 on my way back from Washington, D.C. when I decided I'm going to homestead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the leap. I, got, I don't think things are going to uh, get better anytime soon. And, uh, again, changed my life. And, of course, we find out on 7-6 at uh, 4.03 a.m. and 33 seconds Eastern time, uh, someone, some group, uh, blew up at least the, one of the main stones there, and it was uh, brought down later. But I wanted to open up the show talking about that and, and – of course, this is the Arterburn Radio Transmission, the official broadcast of the apocalypse. I'm joined not only in studio by Beans the Brave, but I'm joined via StreamYard hookup by my friend Kenzie of Fringe Files, uh, co-host of the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto Show. Uh, she is the um, curator of the at Wise Wolf Gold Twitter. That's why it's actually interesting now. So uh, uh, glad to have you here, Kenzie. Say hello to the people. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Well, we're broadcasting also, I want to mention uh, WWCR Worldwide Christian Radio streaming live. Uh, the good folks over at uh, in San Antonio at 9.30 a.m., The Answer, want to extend a, a happy Friday to all of you. Again, it is um, Friday. It's the 8th of July, year of our Lord, 2022. 
The only place you're going to find the video version of the Art of Burn Radio transmission is on rockfin.com on the America Unplugged channel, where I do a show with the great Billy Ray Valentine and the legendary Don Jeffries every Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time. Tomorrow, we've got Charlie Robinson is going to be filling in for Billy because Billy is, uh, well, he's in an undisclosed location. <laughs> we'll let you know more tomorrow about uh, what's up with. I that. locked him. I locked him away in my bunker. I I thought so because you're miles believe, been below the air surface, and uh, you yeah. you're also in an undisclosed. Lo- I'm ne- never. Uh, I'm not even sure you're real half the time. So. Uh, maybe not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. Good to have Kenzie here. We got some articles to go over. Uh, never short on news anymore. If you you know, years ago when I got into radio, you had to really try. Uh, to get into something interesting. Now it's just it's spoon fed. It's low hanging fruit. <laughs> it's literally what I call it the official broadcast of the apocalypse for a reason. So much being revealed. Um, where, where do you, should we start? We should start with the guidestone since I, you know, led off with that. Um, yeah. And since that's like the most eerie news that we could get into, just yeah, get it into is, it. It is eerie. It is different and uh, very unexpected. As a matter of fact, uh, the Georgia Guidestones and I are the same age, so I've officially outlived this uh, America's Stonehenge. I don't know how that's supposed to make me feel. Like I'm, <laughs> we're both products of 1979. Again, it was commissioned in 1980, so I guess I'm a little bit older. But yeah, I mean, uh, bizarre news. I did not expect this, and I was showing Kenzie. Uh, we're talking off air, and I said, "Look." Look at my show title from June 17th. I talked about Georgia Guidestone economics. And uh, again, that's the opening chapter of Population Control, a book that came out in 2015 by Jim Mars. And, you know, those of us who uh, study conspiracy, those of us who look at the elites and we just read their words. I think you were talking about a uh, one of the commenters on some show that was saying, look at what these p- crazy people did. All it was was a piece of art. Uh, well, it's a piece of art that called for 95% of the population to be done away with. I mean, uh, yeah, once once they could actually see what the stone said, the uh, the mood changed very rapidly. Yeah. Be not a cancer on the earth. Uh, that kind of language. And I guess, you know, I, I, I sent a message to David Knight when he was live on his show um, a couple of days ago. And I said, uh, hey, uh. It looks like uh, they finally left room for nature themselves. The G- Georgia Guidestones, the, the Georgia <laughs> Guidestones now leave room for nature. So now uh, this is a, a follow up on summit.new Georgia Guidestones demolished for, quote, safety reasons. Surveillance footage shows silver car le- leaving the scene of the blast. The Georgia Guidestones, once dubbed uh, a satanic monument by a gubernatorial candidate, was demolished for safety reasons after being irreparably damaged by a bomb blast. The explosive device that sealed the fate of the controversial monument dubbed America's Stonehenge was detonated at 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning. The blast took out an entire wing of the monument and authorities moved quickly to demolish the rest of it. That's weird, though. Does anybody else find that bizarre? Like, where else in a, do, do other countries demolish their crime scenes? I mean, we get rid of our crime scenes really quickly. In this country, whether it's a school shooting, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's uh, World Trade Center 7 or the other (laughs) World Trade Centers 1 and 2. I mean, uh, Oklahoma City, we get rid of our crossing. Hey, since you brought that up, do you want like a real conspiracy for this? My conspiracy? I've thought about it. So, you know how... uh, We can say, yeah, we can say 9-11 here. We're not on YouTube. There's lots of people that have the theory that those explosives were pre-built into the building. What about the idea that these explosives were pre-built into the Guidestones? Like, what if nobody did it? And the car that we see leaving is just the guy that's making sure that they actually, you know, exploded and did what they're supposed to do. <laughs> you got one of those, like, Back to the Future 3 letters where it was, like, uh, dated, don't open until this date at this time. You need to drive out <laughs> <laughs> it will all be revealed or something is it, what was in the uh did somebody open the time capsule i don't know if the time capsule has been open but with the way that things are going please let's just don't <laughs> it's like 
Here's if the- it if it holds whatever is supposed to get rid of like ninety something yeah. percent of this population on Earth, let's just keep it close. Here's here's COVID twenty. It's the it's COVID. It's a hybrid of COVID twenty and smallpox. But yeah, you know it's funny. No one ever really figured out who funded it. No, which I, I find that to be pretty amazing. I mean, you got to think about it. Like all the sleuths and investigators, and you know, conspiracy culture for a long time didn't hit the kind of vein and popularity that it has now because so much of it came true. I mean, back in you go look to the seventies, you see like Gary Allen and Anthony Sutton talking about how the world's richest people funded the communist. And, you know, Gary Allen wrote none dare call it conspiracy. It just didn't really hit, uh, the type of popularity that it has now, even, even we're still, again, you know, you know, we're, we're still fringe. We're still on the outskirts of, of accepted discourse, but no, it is interesting. No one ever really figured it out. And, uh, I even tweeted out, I was like, I wonder if Ted Turner, <laughs> we'll be uh, channeling the ghost of RC Christian to see if there's an extended warranty on this thing. Uh, what do you, what do you think about the date of seven, six? I don't really know what to think it happening just a couple of days or was it two days after CERN firing up? Um, do they do it just because so many other things are going on in the world and to keep us talking about this? I'm not sure, but it's holds such significance I don't think that they would do this just as a distraction because the guidestones are for my radio audience. Explain CERN. uh, The hydrogen collider. They're trying to replicate the God particle, the big bang theory. And you don't have to, uh, let me also throw this out here so that way people aren't like screaming, whether you believe scientific or religiously, let me just say, and let there be light. So whether it be from a religious standpoint or a scientific standpoint, there was a big bang. So, um, you know, that's, that can be tied back to being biblical as well. And CERN has scared this hydrogen collider has scared some of the top scientists that we have in the country. Some of the most dedicated atheists are no longer atheists because of what they've seen here. Right. It's interesting. Like at the very upper echelon of all things, uh, especially finance and power politics, there are no atheists. Mm-hmm. They worship something, but it's not the God that most of us go and worship on Sundays at yep. your local church. That is not this. They're, they're, they're channeling something very, very dark, very sinister. It's, it's of this world that they're seeking the power and the riches of the earth. Um, the Georgia Guidestones were built in 1980 at a cost of 500 million or 500, 500,000. I just kept thinking 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Uh, See, that seems to kind of go. What if there is a link there with CERN because of Shiva being like their mascot known as like known as the destroyer, right? Um, to destroy everything and to rebuild is what Shiva, the god or goddess or whatever it is, is all about the Guidestones. CERN's mascot. Maybe there is a connection there. I, I, I leave everything on the table now. I mean, reality is so weird. As I said earlier, when I opened up the show, I mean, I don't have to work really hard to get some crazy stories out here. Like we're going to talk a little bit later about the great reset and uh, just more news flowing out of there. Like people are doing more research, finding quotes from people that are part of the world economic forum. And all you really need to know, folks, is that the world's elite, those who control the capital and the influence, especially media, want less people. As a matter of fact, this is why I was joking about Ted Turner and, of course, the Georgia Guidestones at a cost of $500,000 were built by a small group of loyal Americans who remain anonymous to this day. But it is believed to include philanthropist and population control enthusiast Ted Turner. Uh, Turner has repeatedly advocated for a 95% uh, decrease in the population and attends weird confabs with the likes of Bill Gates and George Soros on how to discuss how globalists could use their wealth to slow the growth of the world's population. Now, I've said this many, many times. Of course, Ted Turner founded CNN. So CNN is de facto the depopulation network. They, They don't. The people that are watching CNN, like I guess the amount of people that are watching CNN, I guess, would be like the amount of people that would watch if there was only that many people left and it was the only channel. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's they 
they want less people. The, that's the one unifying thing on the surface of our world's elite is they want to get rid of 95% at least of the world's population. And Ted Turner, I remember seeing him as a kid, you know, he was given, he gave like a billion dollars to the UN. So again, if, if we're going to talk about the UN here in a little while too, all these organizations go together. I don't know who put together the Georgia Guidestones. It's interesting um, that somebody, I'm assuming somebody that opposed them, uh, blew them up, but the demolishing of the, the Guidestones as a crime scene is literally bizarre. same day, less than what, less than eight hours, and they now, had a crew down there. The, how do you order that crew? Oh, like, I'm sure probably just the farmer down the road had that kind of excavator. You pay him three grand for the day, and he's on it. Well, it's, I mean, <laughs> there's usually some lead time, right? Anyway, it's just should be. Have you completed your investigation of that? It's really weird, but uh, yeah, just I, this is out of the blue. I did not expect this. I think I even talked about, I had Don Jeffries on, I hosted the David Knight show on the fifth on Tuesday. And I'm pretty sure I mentioned the Guidestones the day before. So. Illuminati confirmed. I'm Illuminati confirmed. Tony's right? the yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> I know things. I know things in advance. Well, I'm glad uh, that I have you here. Normally I do the, the art on Fridays and I'm solo. But I just couldn't. Pa- Kenzie and I were talking earlier. I'm like, you should. Ha- we should be on the show together. We should. We should uh, crank this out. She hasn't been on my radio show in a while, so we, we normally do the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto Show. Uh, and if you like that, that's anywhere podcasts are found. And we'll be live tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time on everywhere: uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Rockfin. Uh, we'll go over. And you know, we do uh, cryptocurrencies, gold and silver, precious metals. We talk about the the decline of the dollar. We're going to talk a little bit today about the digital dollar, the the central bank digital currency. Um, uh, but interesting times. Uh, any any closing thoughts on the on the guidestones? I might do a deeper dive on the guidestones next week on Paratruth, or I haven't decided yet. I think that you should, and we should really try to focus on you know guidestones, what's going on with CERN, and then just the world elite with the World Economic Forum, because the only way we get that reset is for everything to be destroyed. And for folks out there that don't know, if you don't know what Shiva, the god or goddess is, I would look into that because it seems like a lot of the world's elite like to worship this figure. Um, and that has to do like CERN, some of the theories of the Mandela effect, you know, where... Yeah, yeah, apparently that's happening right now. I feel really confused because I always thought that Chick-fil-A was just spelled with a C and apparently it's spelled with a K and now I'm just really confused. Anybody, anybody listening that has never heard of the Mandela effect, you should go type it into a search engine. I'll probably get a lot of debunking things, but there's some weird things to that. I, look, um, there definitely are, and more significant than obviously my Chick Fil A or the Bernstein or Bernstein Bears, like well, more significant. Yeah, some people believe that uh, you know when they saw Man, uh, Mandela's funeral, and I think that was yeah. like in 2000 and. It wasn't that long. It was like 2012 or some odd. It well, and for long. me, I think the big one was, was it called Tiananmen Square, Tony? Because yeah. I remember that guy getting ran over the by tank a tank. Man. And other people are like, oh, no, it stopped. And it was so peaceful. Like, no, that guy got ran over. That's what I remember. Right. That's, you know, so I don't know. I don't know what other people remember, but I'm pretty sure I've seen video footage where that was not the case of a peaceful was- ending. There's, you got to hey, have an open mind. Uh, Jim Mars said that, you know, the mind works better, best when it's open, kind of like a parachute. So uh, I'm 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 open to these things. We live in strange times. I mean, anybody. <laughs> there's no denying that what, at all. And uh, I would have the, the, the Guidestones being blown up would like probably the last thing that I would have thought would have happened this week. But yeah. Hey, uh, again, no shortage of topics. This means like the plan is definitely got the green light. They know that it's working. You know, your first thought kind of has to be like, how many people in the world do you think took the clot shot? Like, let's just start there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move on to uh, to some other headlines. And I, I, I can't wait to see what you think about this. UN deletes weird satirical articles celebrating benefits of world hunger. After back backlash, uh, this gets this is really weird. The United Nations was forced to delete a weird satirical article which celebrated the benefits of world hunger after an online backlash. Originally published in 2008, 
The article titled The Benefits of World Hunger was recently reposted to the UN's Chronicle magazine. And this is quoting whoever. We sometimes talk about hunger in the world as if it were a scourge that all of us uh, want to see abolished, wrote uh, the author, Professor George Kent from the University of Hawaii. Kent added that hunger was actually a great positive value to many people. Indeed, it is fundamental to the working of the world's economy. Hungry people are the most productive people, especially where there is a need for manual labor. <laughs> and that's a satirical article? That uh-huh. The UN isn't going to post does, anything. Does the that's UN a have joke. Their own, the, the, is this like some kind of uh, globalist goblin uh, version of the Babylon Bee? Do they have that? I didn't think these people were capable of satire. No. I, have you not. ever seen a funny globalist? Have you ever seen yeah. any funny? I mean, Hillary Clinton called it the politics of meaning, you know, because they're just really, I mean, have you seen the leftist? I mean, leftist, globalist, statist, they live, everything is very offensive. They're always upset. They're always angry and scowling. They're always screaming at the sky. Uh, I've never seen any satire. They can't meme and they can't do comedy. That's why they ban comedy because they can't make anybody laugh. Well, I won't judge you for screaming at the sky because I'm sure we've all been there. But, um, <laughs> But no, this is really messed up. And you have to think of it in a sense of like, we've got a lot of people that, you know, thought that the World Economic Forum was a good thing. They thought that the UN was a good thing. They thought that the Georgia Guidestones were just a beautiful art piece. And then they actually read what it says, or you read what the UN has to say. And don't you think that it's pretty messed up right now how a majority or a good handful of households are eating less than they normally would? Because they can't afford the food and they are even willing to work harder for that food for less pay, even in some situations. So this is just really messed up because it does hit home. I think it's very true that hungry people are the most productive people. But would that not end up being slave labor? You just pick and choose what you're going to eat for dinner. The farm, the plantation just got a little larger. That's it. Yeah, it reminds me we were talking about... uh the sign that was over Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find a picture of that. Let's put it up on the screen. This was uh, the sign as you entered Auschwitz, uh, Arbet Mach Frei. And uh, it was like work brings life. That's what, that's what the message was. And that kind of, again, uh, work makes one free. That's what that reminded me of. And that's how people are sick. I mean, I I don't buy the satirical part of any of this. I think this, I think Mm -hmm. that's a garbage X and it's been around since 2008 and they're bringing it back by back by popular demand. Uh, Yeah. They couldn't even go with like, you know, we were talking earlier. They couldn't even go with their normal thing because I figured if I was going to read that, I would read about, you know, the benefits of us realizing how we overconsume, and, you know, we could have a greener planet and kind of push that narrative on how we need to rethink farming and do all these things. No, 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 no. Just you being hungry makes you work harder. <laughs> That's messed up. Just really sick. And uh, as w- the next article uh, that we're going to cover we might want to take a quick break uh, just to kind of get a commercial in here. Um, but the next article that we're going to cover uh, lists some of these types of people in the Great Reset. Some It's going to drop some names. And it, it talks about this same kind of mentality about useless people, you know, seeing people as cogs in a machine. And this is coming from the elite. They all think alike. I mean, it's something Gore Vidal talked about. You know, he's the one that said, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy analyst. But this was an old you know, a guy from the, you know, from the left and, uh, you know, his dad uh, worked in the FDR administration and uh, his, his dad dated Amelia Earhart and all this other stuff. But he, he talked about, it. he's like, you know, it's not so much that there's a conspiracy about the, you know, about the elite. It's that they all think alike. So mm-hmm. it just seems that pretty much, I mean, they don't have to, to, to conspire because they all think like the, what's he goes like, what's the difference between I think he was talking about who the difference between uh, like the CEO of of Ford Motor Company and the CEO of uh, Chase Manhattan Bank, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> same kind of person, right? And so these elite, uh, they all think the same, and they, 
again, that they love stuff like the Georgia Guidestones. They want less people. That's, I don't know what it is. I'm all about people chasing their dreams. You should get as wealthy as you want to be. Um, I have nothing against wealth. But for whatever reason, when you get over a billion dollars in this, this world, if you get somewhere in that area, you start talking about how we need to kill off people. Like if we do a really good job with uh, health care and vaccines like Bill Gates, said, if we do a really good job, we can get that number down 10 to 15 percent. You can go watch him say that on that TED talk. Have you ever seen that, Kenzie? I'm sure you have. Oh, yeah. And he mentions reproductive yeah. health care. We're really good you with know, reproductive If we just healthcare. sterilize the women of Africa, then, yeah, that's Bill, That's the Bill Gates thinking. It's messed up. All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to the Arterburn Radio Transmission. I'm joined by my good friend, Kenzie. She is uh, the slayer of normalcy bias. You can find her. Uh, fringe underscore news on Twitter or at wise wolf gold. She's what makes uh, uh, at wise wolf gold on Twitter work. I had not tweeted there for what three years or doing anything <laughs> memorable. And uh, she's taken over and made it some, made it interesting. We'll actually go over one of those tweets a little bit later in the show. But uh, anyway, glad to have her here. I'm in studio with beans, the brave. She's keeping the studio safe from woodland creatures, intruders. Uh, I just feel, I just feel better. I always know I can do a broadcast of beans is here. So, Let's run a quick commercial uh, for our sponsors, and we'll be right back after the break. Stand by. In a time of fake news, fake politicians, and fake fiat currency, it's getting harder to find the genuine article. That's why when it comes to precious metals, I call the team I can trust. This is David Knight for my friends at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Proudly veteran-owned and operated, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is your home for gold and silver coins, bullion, jewelry, and more. Prices and inventory are updated daily, so you get the most competitive possible pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, they pay top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin. Call or text the owner, Tony Arterburn, today at 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or just go to wisewolf.gold. From bullion to Bitcoin. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Broadcasting in defiance of the globalists, neocons, and new world order. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. Welcome back. I want to shout out the Rockfin chat. Good to see everybody there. This is where if you want to chat during the show, during the live show, uh, Rockfin America Unplugged is the place to go. I see Wolfman Jackson there, Joel Smith. I know Joel's going to send me some coffee. I look forward to that, brother. Thank you very much. Angus Mustang. I know we got some donations too. Jason Barker. <laughs> Always good to see Jason. Yeah, I'm going through going through the list here. It's a little harder to do it when you're live, but Angus Mustang is tip five dollars. Arterburn Night 2024 campaign slogan: Real people working for real people, not actors and criminals. I appreciate that's a great slogan. <laughs> I would do that. Uh, just David has to uh, to to lead the way. <laughs> I'll I'll definitely be the VP slot. Uh, and again, uh, Jason Barker tip five dollars. Uh, just casted my vote. Thank you, sir uh duluth hap uh, five dollars thanks i appreciate everybody tuning in this is just uh you get donations in the chat it's humbling and uh raybo my friend raybo in the chat always defending me in the chat i appreciate that <laughs> i need defending these days the more shows i do the more defending so gardner goldsmith the man the myth the legend i'm going to do some shows here very soon with with gardner goldsmith gardner goldsmith he tells me he, that he learned stuff from my show i'm like how? How are, you, how are you learning anything from? I learned from you. Uh, I watch you for ideas. I, matter of fact, had Kenzie not um, agreed to do the show, it was going to be a little bit, bit different material. 
And I had an article that uh, uh, Gardner had put out um, that I was going to go through. That was going to be at least half the show. So uh, always good to see everybody there. So anyway, we'll jump right back into let's get into the nuts and bolts. Let's talk about conspiracy. Let's 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 reverse engineer this tyranny here together, Kenzie. Um, this is technocracy.news, a great website, by the way. And uh, when I see these type of articles, Patrick Wood always finds some great stuff. And this is the Great Reset and its final solution for useless people. And this is what I'm talking about. Just the theme through all of it, through everything that the elite do, is to kill off humanity. It's, it's not even about the money anymore. It's the, they, got, they have the money. Uh, they don't care about it. They got the money. They've cornered the markets. They have crony capitalism. So they don't care about money so so much as they care about control and power and then dominating. And, you know, again, I think at the very upper echelons of things, um, there's no atheists. They worship something, a dark oh, entity, yeah. something. They're summoning something, and it's not the God that we worship. And uh, they have plans for the earth. Uh, this is uh, Patrick Wood. It says, the only question remaining is, who will control you after the Great Reset if it, if it gets that far? Will you own nothing? The global uh, common trust will own everything. The central banks will have 100% monopoly on money, and you will be thrown into the metaverse for whatever enjoyment might remain. Say no while you still can. Absolutely. Um, I, th- I was thinking of my friend Robert Gore when I had him on in 2020. I said, Robert, parting words for people as we were going into the 2020 election. And he said, uh, resist, resist, resist. And uh, I've never forgotten that. It was a very powerful, good interview. I, have to, I may have had to run that on a best of sometime. Uh, but again, this is article on technocracy.news. The idea of the Great Reset derives from the New World Order, which is still alive in the minds of establishment or we can call the globalists from people like Henry Kissinger to the current U.S. President Joe Biden. Of course, there are many others at the top levels of the pyramid whose ideas range from establishing a police state to implanting microchips the day we are born to track and trace us to depopulating the planet. I know it all sounds insane, but that's what the globalists have planned for us for a very long time. Klaus Schwab's protege, and I love how these articles are great over here on technocracy because they name names and they give quotes. There's citations. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari is an Israeli-born intellectual who authored a popular bestseller titled Sapiens, A Brief History of U- Humankind. He's also a professor of history at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. Harari once asked a disturbing question, what to do with all these useless people? Harari is an intelligent man. There's no doubt about that. But his intelligence has led him to this level of insanity. <laughs> Why don't you tell us how you really feel? <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. You know, I've thought about this. Like when you see like those sci-fi movies where they're talking to like an extraterrestrial or some super intelligent thing, it usually has no feeling. So I think maybe there's like a level of intelligence or knowledge that you have, not wisdom, because knowledge and wisdom are two different things. But just because something's intelligent doesn't mean that it's good. It's kind of no. like democracy. Yeah. You can have more of it doesn't mean you'll have more freedom, usually less. Um, I sent you uh, some LBNs since we're on the Great Reset here. <laughs> you sent me some LBNs in the chat? Yeah. It, no, it's in your email. It's in your email. <laughs> Which, okay, I'll have to. I'll have to. Is it an image of one or just? Uh, yeah, it's the image. <laughs> I'll have to pull it up here in a second. Oh man, but no, this is very true. And even people that work on, you know, what you might say are building block type solutions or whatever it is. Did you ever watch that video of the guy who put together the D Wave computers? And basically, he said that you know, once these things hook up, they're talking to other dimensions, and this will be like messing with the old ones where. They just don't care about you in the same way that we don't care if we walk yes. on an ant on the sidewalk. Yes. And this is this is how these elitists think. Like, I wouldn't say that they're soulless. I would just say that there is something really messed up inside of them, something darker. Um, I, I totally agree. And we're seeing again, they're it's like they're revealing themselves. They're mm-hmm. taking off the, the mask. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Right about the time they the world elite told us to put mask on they took theirs off which i find that ironic 
Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, there's something to that. There's something interesting. Like they took their mask off and revealed and they're like, you put your mask and put it on your infant, put it on your child. You know, uh, oh, just we so haven't sick. had their full reveal yet. Like we won't know the full reveal till we see like the reptilian lizard people walking around in the White House. And st- they'll CNN will still defend them. Like it's yes. the first, but they're the first lizard. I mean, it, they've done, they've crossed so many boundaries. When did you break the <laughs> social norms? Well, it used to be a lizard was a lizard who harvested the souls of humans was thought of as you know dark and a dark entity. But we've we've smashed those stereotypes. Uh, Harari is an influential member of the World Economic Forum, the WEF, who supports the idea of creating a dystopian society managed by a handful of globalists who will rule over every human. Being on Earth from the day they are born, according to Harari, planet Earth is overpopulated. And this is him. This is the man himself. Again, I think the biggest question in maybe economics and politics of the coming decades will be, what will we do with all these useless people? The problem is more boredom and what to do with them and how they will find a sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless and worthless. Uh, my best guess, this is Harari. At present, is a combination of drugs and computer games as, as a solution. And what's funny, when I was reading this off air with Kinsey, I actually said "final solution." I like my mind implanted the it just word. Just jumps to that uh, because I, I just every time I think about it, I'm just thinking about this genocide. I think about you know mass murder when I think of the world elite. So it's already happening, and under different titles, different headings, you see more and more people spending more and more time solving their inner problems with the drugs and computer games, both legal drugs and illegal drugs. What do you think about that? Are you, are you on this whole thing with the metaverse and AI and there's nothing to me, nothing useful can come out of a metaverse. Nothing can you, what is, what is useful that can come out of artificial intelligence for, for uh, people? Well, metaverse itself doesn't always have a hundred percent to do with artificial intelligence and I would even say that there are some use cases, uh, job-worthy cases for the metaverse. But you being a Walmart greeter inside of the metaverse so you can shop in Walmart or Amazon through the metaverse just sounds pointless and stupid. You know that there's actual retail, like you can order Domino's through the metaverse in Decentraland? <laughs> yeah, I'm not I've kidding. Seen, I've seen that they've got like uh, <clears throat> metaverse clothes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like you can earn, uh, you can own metaverse real estate. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> that I told Kenzie the other day, she was like, Have you, we we're just talking about the prices of gold and silver, which I'll go over in a, and nothing. I mean, it's, it's a great buying opportunity, but a lot of people are, it depresses them. And I said, uh, uh, hey, did you see the gold prices? And she's like, I was actually looking at the silver prices because they're both, you know, in the tank. And uh, I just sent her back a, a clown, a picture, a clown emoji. And then I said, you know what I think I might buy? An NFT of the price ticker. Because <laughs> like it's just clown world, right? Five ETH, please. Uh, <laughs> it's just a, it's a clown show. The economics, the everything. I can't believe with these type of stories, too. It just literally just come out and say people are, it's like going, Henry Kissinger was one of those people. He called, um, he called the third world useless eaters. Yeah. Which is really messed up to say about folks that live in the third world, because, yes, we look at it and say, oh, they live in squabble and it's just terrible and rubbish is everywhere. But also there is knowledge within these people that you and I, um, you know, even with us living off grid, cannot come to fully understand and would need to be taught. There is something to be taught from these people and the worth ethic that they have, especially people that actually have to, you know, hunt and gather their own freaking food and grow things because believe it or not folks there's still societies that live like that and what's weird is we have societies that live like that but we've also given them cell phones like so 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 weird but that's like gonna be our future we'll have a cell phone or a device that we're tied to but we're in the third world that's weird is it not yeah it's a weird dichotomy and uh yeah stay humble folks because i mean we're we're there's a seat we're having a siege warfare waged against us right now to destroy mm-hmm. our supply chains to to destroy our our economic output uh it's a very sophisticated i mean they're flying planes into food processing plants you've you've heard me do the show yeah. before where i've listed like just a fraction of the amount of 
you know, food processing plants. Well, the, the amount of recalls that we've had, even if your plant didn't burn down, the recalls for 2022 has been astronomical. Um, and this this is not just in frozen goods or uh, like prepackaged. I don't want to say prepackaged like canned vegetables, but we're talking about fresh stuff. We're talking about organic stuff, meat, dairy, just all of your produce. It's it is all over the place right now. So, yeah, I'd, I'd actually go and look at those recalls in case you guys have anything that you've been prepping away yourselves. Um, you know, I'd say especially with the strawberries and the hepatitis outbreak with that. That's not good. <laughs> that's really bad. I wanted to read a little bit more from the article just on in, in terms of the metaverse uh, from the author. They also want people to stay home connected to the metaverse a, a in a virtual reality simulation at the same time, get them addicted to all sorts of drugs. The kind of world they are trying to create for us is pure lunacy. Wired, a uh, monthly magazine, describes the metaverse as a combination of the digital and physical worlds that creates a virtual reality, as in the Hollywood film Ready Player One. The article. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's just weird how um, and you might understand this or understand what I'm saying more than someone else would. So if anybody needs help, Tony will clarify. Isn't it weird how like this is the start of his new society that he envisions but throughout history, you know, a society is about to topple because of drugs and games. And this is kind of the only thing because you've done everything else. And now there is the boredom. So it's just drugs and games. And then that society tends to topple not long after because everyone's gotten lazy. And it's just weird to think that like his new version is like, no, we're just going to drug you up and put you in the metaverse. And that's like the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. They rolled out all of these things. Um, just right on cue, right on time. They rolled out all these, uh, the, like the metaverse and, you know, uh, now you can eat bugs. You know, they, have you seen, this is predictive programming too. I've seen more and more commercials of celebrities eating insects. Have you seen these things? Uh, I have, I have not watched that, but Hey, I mean, they have really good reviews on Amazon, Tony. I mean, a bag of crickets and apparently it's safe for my chickens or me. I can get them flavored habanero crickets. I mean, who wouldn't turn that down? Come get on. in your pod and eat your bugs. <laughs> um, Rahm Emanuel, and this is uh, further in the article, worked for U.S. Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama under various titles. But one quote will always be remembered for what he said when he said, you never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you could not do before. That is exactly what happened under COVID-19, the global health emergency. Klaus Schwab, who is the original founder and executive chairman of the WEF, World Economic Forum, published an article that outlines three basic components of the Great Reset titled, Now is the Time for a Great Reset. In the first component, they would help steer or improve coordination, for example, in tax, regulatory, and fiscal policy, upgrade trade agreements, and create the conditions for a stakeholder economy. Mm -mm. Well, can I just say in a stakeholder economy, only a few people will be able to hold stakes. And I mean by yes. like sexual red meat stakes. Well, that's true too. People <laughs> think that this is so great to like beat capitalism, at least with capitalism. Like if I wanted to, I have the option right now to go and buy some Tesla shares or go and buy some Amazon shares or something, right? With this stakeholder economy or i think he even says stakeholder capitalism in some words or forums but it's like so a very very few i mean a very few will actually get to control everything and we already know how monopolized most of our world is today so that's just crazy this is a ridiculous idea in fact more countries today are more open to imposing less taxes and regulations to attract foreign investments to grow their economy so the wef's recommendations will never work. In fact, it's dead on arrival, which is the great news. And that's why, you know, it's funny. And a lot of the conspiracy research and alternative media, I think we, you have to be careful not to give your enemy, which our enemy, if you're just part of team humanity, you just want people to have a, a future to, to make choices and live their best life and not be hooked up to some government control grid. Right. When we see that, when we see that, you know, we, we're giving choices, we have, uh, the better ideas. Don't overestimate your enemy. I remember reading mm -hmm. something that uh, Ulysses S. Grant said about the first real battle he went into in the Civil War, that he was so frightened 
uh, he was terrified. And then he'd been in the army, he'd been in the Mexican American war, but he had a big layoff. Anyway, he took a, took his platoon over a hill and he's just charging. He thought he's, you know, he's going to run into this massive casualties. And then the other guy had ran away. And he's like, that guy was just as afraid of me as I was of him. He just chose to run. And, uh, that's the thing is that, uh, we can't, can't underestimate and don't overestimate. These people are not God almighty. They just have they're monopolist with monopoly money. They have fake money and terrible ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, just the make st- yourself as independent as possible. And there's not much to be scared of. All of that power 100%. comes from dependence. All yeah. of that power. 100%. Uh, this is, then there's the looming financial crisis that ultimately forced the, the world into a Federal Reserve Bank, the digital currency known as the Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDCs, that will be tracked by the government on how you spend your money. Um, what, you can, what can go wrong with this idea? If in any case you are not politically aligned with the particular party or refuse an experimental injection, then the government may block your transaction. In other words, they can literally control when and how you spend your money and uh, that is something most people will not accept. That's exactly right. So they have to create a crisis so big for people to ask for it. It's kind of like even even after say, they wrote the Patriot Act, ladies and gentlemen, they wrote the Joe Biden was one of the co-founders and co-authors of the Patriot Act before Oklahoma City, just months before Oklahoma City. And I think it was in the late 1994. They had the bones of the Patriot Act ready to go. Then Oklahoma City kicked off, right? Right, not by accident, right? And uh, not the way that not the way that the mainstream says. Well, they could even Oklahoma City wasn't enough for them to get everything they wanted from the Patriot Act, which was monitoring your bank account, warrantless wiretaps, indefinite detention, all the things that I mean. They even make it this Orwellian named Patriot Act. I mean, it's the opposite of what a patriot would do, you know. But people were so frightened, and after just make the terrorists go away, the bad men. So they, you know, created the Patriot Act and then they needed 9-11 though, right? They needed something big. So in order for them to get their central bank digital currency, in my estimation, they're going to need, and the dollar will not go to zero, folks. I mean, you talk about hyperinflation. We're not, this isn't going to be like Weimar Germany. There'll be some similarities. There'll be some loss of purchasing power, in my opinion. Um, but it won't go to zero. I think they'll do a planned controlled demolition of the U.S. currency to get to a central bank digital currency because this will be if they can if governments can link up on a centralized blockchain uh, known as central bank digital currencies, then all political opposition will be crushed, at least in theory. And that's why they hate things like, uh, in my opinion. This is my opinion, and it's not investment advice, and and this doesn't mean that Kenzie agrees with me. I think that the reason that gold and silver prices are just suffering right now in the midst of the greatest inflation we've ever had, the loss of purchasing power, the most demolished purchasing power we've had ever, I think that the reason that is is because the elite are manipulating that on purpose so they can stack the metal. Because they're stacking them. I know Kenzie and I know that they're stacking the metal. You know how we know that? We read the reports. We know they're buying. We know that they're buying in record numbers. So I don't, again, I think that uh, when it's all said and done, I mean, this is the battle that it's coming down to is individual sovereignty. And they hate things like Bitcoin. Again, not telling you to go out and buy these things. I'm just telling you, I know what the elite hate and uh, what they're going after. Uh, This is uh, the, the last bit of the article. And again, I, I didn't write this, but the best way to avoid the Federal Reserve's bank control over your finances is to old, own gold, silver, and other safe haven assets. Anyone who is concerned, right? <laughs> it should be make it a priority to own tangible money uh, that exists outside of the financial system. And this is up on technocracy.news. Yeah, it's all about personal sovereignty, ladies and gents. And that's uh, that's how you can fight back. And, of course, information. Like the more people learn, like you talk about that, that caller or that commenter that uh, saying, well, they just these right wing crazy people. And I'm not condoning blowing up the Georgia Guidestone. OK, I, no, don't, know that, no. I don't know if that, that I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying that's a great move. Uh, it's, it's usually not on the, on the chessboard of things, violence and all that. It's usually not the answer, right? Sometimes at the, I mean, in a defensive way it is right. But you usually let your enemy make the first moves. Um, 
But you know, and this that, might be them doing that. So y'all don't. It might be an inside job. I mean, they like to. I mean, they demolished it on the same day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's they like to do that in in questionable crime scenes, right? Where there's I mean, nobody's yeah. able to. There's do a that. lot of questionable things there. I mean, each one of those stones, one stone weighs over forty thousand pounds, solid granite. Sorry, guys, but that isn't your normal fireworks show, and that's not Tannerite. Somebody very skilled, if they even do, Tony, here's the thing, if they even do any research as to what happened there and want to turn it into a story, I got a really good feeling that they're probably going to go after veterans again. Because who the heck else do you know that could go and pull something like that off? Your calculations had to be pretty right to bring one of those down. Yeah, I mean it it's a lot to risk. You 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 have to think about like if you go uh, through the demographics and possibilities if you're profiling the person to do that there's a lot there's there's very the re- few risk versus reward to do that, yeah. right? So in a sophisticated it's not like a dummy that just got drunk one day and decided to drive their truck into it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Which wouldn't have done anything. Like that's how massive those things are. They're how massive. heavy they are. Yeah. They're massive. Um, so yeah, it, it, and that's that's what's so weird. We we definitely need to follow up on the investigation of this and probably go a little bit deeper into it well, as you well. You know, because- it's an inside job when they don't talk about it. Yeah, right. right? It's like it's kind of like Las Vegas. Remember anybody? Remember Vegas? The guy that <laughs> Paddock, the, the guys that gets up and just most, mm-hmm. and then it just goes away. Mm-hmm. You know, li- Paddock lived in Mesquite, Texas, which is where next to where I used to live. I actually lived in Mesquite, Texas when I was a little boy for a little while. And he lived in Mesquite, Texas and Mesquite, Nevada at the same time. It's weird. Like this that is weird. It, only one weird picture with him with his eyes closed. I'm like, that's just, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that whole thing was, but that's, that's when the ones they, they can't really, I don't know. They don't, they don't keep talking about it because there's so many holes like the security guard and we could, we should do, I need to talk to my friend, Chris Graves and anybody that, um, if you're following the Art of Burn radio transmission on podcast, uh, I will put up Paratruther because you guys know I was a paratrooper. Now I'm a paratruther. Uh, you can find Paratruther pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, although I haven't found the ad. Apple's being weird with me and won't let me create a they won't they won't accept my logo at any size. They won't they won't allow. So I haven't done it. But if you follow Paratruther, I'm on episode two. And uh, Chris Graves who's one of the researchers uh, for Donald Jeffries. And a friend of mine, we did a whole like hour long talk about uh, silent weapons for quiet wars. The uh, the document that was found in an IBM copier in 1986, the technical manual on human enslavement, which, I, you know, both it and the Georgia Guidestones came out the same year. And uh, I, I don't think there's Ooh. any mistakes here. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, it's, Chris and I are going to do a show too, Kenzie, uh, very soon on 1979. I'm a I'm a product of 1979. Um but there's a. I was even talking to James Perloff, who wrote the book "Truth Is a Lonely Warrior." He's old school researcher too. You know, he did the uh, the Shadows of Power back in the 1980s about the Council on Foreign Relations, and we were talking about that on air about the significance of 1979. So maybe I'll do a, do a show on that real soon. But yeah, subscribe to Paratruther too, folks, because sometimes not every show will be on both feeds. Uh, I'm trying to make an incentive for somebody to go subscribe to the Paratruther podcast. So please go do that. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Let's see. We got about six minutes, Kenzie. Um, Let's see. Let's jump around. I I was going to discuss a little bit about uh, the, the world war three or world war three and a half. I don't know uh, because we're already in world war three. I don't know what the continuation of uh, what they're trying to get done in with Russia and Ukraine, but it is serious content. But this was on natural news and just more for <laughs> more for you to, to chew on, no pun intended. Uh, the looming food shortages are not an accident. They're part of a planned globalist reset the table initiative. And they put reset the table in, uh, in quotations. And I thought this was interesting. Um, uh, right on time, the globalist plan for a great reset. It's now unfolding in real time. And just to be clear, uh, all of it was laid out and planned years ago meaning all of it's by design. Many people missed it, but the Rockefeller Foundation told us several years back that there was a coming food crisis that would, quote, reset the table. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The phrase reset the table, by the way, sounds eerily similar to the Great Reset. It turns out that the former is one component to the latter. 
as the plan to reset everything, including the global economy. When the Rockefeller Foundation first announced the Reset the Table initiative, it was unknown by the masses what the catalyst would be. Now we can clearly see it was the COVID-19 pandemic, which was which uh, had just begun at the time, followed by Russia's invasion of Ukraine earlier this year. The Reset the Table document explains how the pandemic caused a hunger and nutrition crisis in the United States that was unlike anything this country has seen in generations. Well, you know, uh, they again, it's uh, it's an easy time to be a conspiracy theorist. Uh, I'm proud to be one. And it's easy because they literally put it in writing. <laughs> they just yeah. they just tell you, you know, and they've been doing it for a long time. They're a lot more bold now. Um, but these are the challenges, folks. And it's beyond it's beyond uh, party politics. And I know people uh, I get in trouble a little bit because I don't I'm I'm not as partisan as I once was because I've learned more and more. And I think that's a I Kenzie used to give me uh, a lot of grief. She thought I was too much. <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, I'm, I'm just learning. I'm learning. I'm learning more. And uh, she's like, OK, now you're acceptable. Now we can do more shows. So, <laughs> Uh, well, Kenzie, we got a, a couple of minutes left. Any, any comments on anything on, are you going to reset the table? Are you, uh, or did you, are you still part of the Rockefeller foundation? Didn't you join that years ago? Years ago, Tony. Years, no, I'm so kidding. Nobody thinks that that is uh, any truth to that. No, but what's really funny is, you know, I don't do anything on my YouTube channel anymore. And if it hasn't been deleted somewhere in there, there is a video or a stream that covered reset the table. Um, couple years back so that's just crazy i haven't thought about that in i don't know two or three years well yeah it's uh uh, i mean it's like kind of like lockstep and all these foundations these Mm -hmm. tax-free foundations that were set up before the income tax folks you got to go look and one of the my favorite stories as a researcher was looking at what the carnegie foundation did before world war Mm one and uh, we got we got about 50 seconds but i'll i'll lay this out the Carnegie Foundation back in the 1908, 10s area, they were like, we got to make, we want to get all these progressive changes. What's the, and they had a think tank and they sat down and they thought, what's the, what's the greatest way that to, to initiate change? We need change. What's the, what's the best and, and quickest way? And they came up with war. And then their next think tank conference was, how do we get into one? Mm-hmm. How do we start one? Because war opens up all the avenues, right? It, it creates the opportunities for the psychopaths and the ruling elite to, you know, to form and mold our society. And they'll use the boogeyman. They'll use the outside. It's that, you know, you've got to, you got to be patriotic. There's a, there's a boogeyman. You got to, you got to, you know, think in terms of the group. And uh, I'll, I'll close with uh, Dr. Samuel Johnson's, you know, patriotism is the last refuge of a scoundrel in many ways. And uh, anyway, this has been the Art of Burn radio transmission. Uh, just always an honor to talk to each and every one of you. Uh, Beans the Brave gives her best. Uh, you want to tell people where they can find you, Kenzie? Yeah, at Fringe underscore News and at Wise Wolf Gold, both of those on Twitter. All right. Always great having you here. Arterburn.news and our sponsor is Wise Wolf Gold and Silver.com. Uh, prepare with art, folks. Uh, that is the uh, storable food, My Patriot Supply. Prepare with art.com. Uh, again, uh, water filtration seeds, all the good stuff. And I use those products. I order at least once every 60 days, uh, from my Patriot supply, prepare with art.com. You guys have a great weekend. We'll be back uh, next week. Uh, God bless. End of transmission. Life is a continuous confrontation with forks in the road. One is good. One is bad. And you could always wander completely off the road altogether and become lost. Totally and completely lost. If you take the wrong fork at one of these junctions, there is always the opportunity at the next fork to get back on track. But it is a constant battle within ourselves. You see... I have studied this concept for many, many years, and I have to tell you that if there is a real devil, like Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it, I'm not telling you that there's no such thing as Satan or Lucifer, I'm telling you this, 
If there really is a devil, that devil exists in the hearts and minds of men and nowhere else. Nowhere else. For if you take man out of the equation, evil ceases to exist. And there is left only the laws of the universe and the balance of nature. Put man in the equation and before long evil will rear its ugly head and present itself to the world. The evil is within man, and that is why it was called the fall. The devil never made anyone do it. If you do it, you did it yourself because you fell into temptation. For until man once again confronts the real nature of his own condition and of the world around him and accepts full responsibility for his actions without blaming anyone else or any devil, until then we will always be a puppet on the end of someone else's string. And ladies and gentlemen, when that someone pulls that string, we will dance.